it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for another Raw Review. This is your Raw Review for Monday, June 7th, 2021. And we have ourselves a supernatural edition of Monday Night Raw tonight. <laughs> uh, that that last segment was certainly something to behold. My goodness gracious, uh, we'll get into that once we get to that part of the show. But overall, pretty decent Raw, not going to lie. I enjoyed it. Not really not really too much in the way of filler. We had some great backstage segments, um, especially one between MVP and Kofi. Um, we also had another, actually multiple, RK Bro uh, segments that were just absolutely fantastic. But we'll get through that. Um, but like I said, pretty decent show. I actually really enjoyed it. So uh, we'll, we'll just get right into it. So we kicked things off tonight with a tag team battle royal. And the winners of this will get a future shot at the Raw Tag Team Champions, currently held by AJ Styles and the Colossus Omos, Omos, or however they are pronouncing it this week. <laughs> Seems to change periodically. Um, we had a bunch of pair of, of wrestlers, as well as a couple singles competitors because their tag team partners were out with injury. So you could already tell those guys aren't going to do much. <laughs> uh, so Grand Metalik, unfortunately, is injured. So Lince Dorado was all by himself. And obviously, with The Miz being injured, John Morrison went at it alone. Although, like I had mentioned, one of those great segments with RK-Bro in the ring, um, Matt Riddle showing off the new RK-Bro merchandise that they have, telling everybody that he wears two shirts because, number one, Randy doesn't wear them. And he doesn't wear pants. <laughs> so once again, showing that this team is just pure comedic gold. Much to the dismay of most of the internet. But for me personally, I think this is exactly where Randy should be. Uh, helping out the young kids. And 
staying far away from the champion from the heavyweight championship scene. <laughs> uh, so pretty good match overall. So we we had, like I said, Morrison and Lindsay Dorado. We also had the Viking Raiders, the New Day, um, T-Bar and Mace. And I'm trying to think who else was in that match. But anyways, um, I got to say MVPs out of the whole thing, T-Bar and Mace, they actually looked pretty dominant in this matchup. And, of course, then they befell what happens to most dominant tag teams. They get, you know, attacked by everybody else and eventually eliminated. Uh, your winners, which I'm glad that they went with this team instead of Randy and Riddle, were the Viking Raiders. Neither one of them were eliminated. They eliminated Randy last so they challenge AJ Styles and Omas for the Raw Tag Team Champions at Championships at some point. And I'm assuming, just going off how I think this is going to go, they'll either do it next Monday on Raw or they'll do it at the pay-per-view. We'll see. They have a tendency of not putting the tag title matches on the show. Maybe it'll be the pre-show match. Who knows? I hope that they'd give both teams the chance to actually do something, especially with the Viking Raiders being larger in stature. Omos, uh, even though he is a colossal, <laughs> he's a colossus in his own right, it's, it still would be nice to see somebody at least be able to put some offense on him. So we'll see what happens. But after that, oh, and another fun part about this match, when it just got started, both members of the New Day <laughs> did a little bit of a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers morph before they both attacked Randy. I couldn't help but notice that and laugh my ass off because of it. So, moving on. We had ourselves a walk with Elias, which we haven't had by himself for quite some time. But he tried to explain to everybody that, you know, Jackson Riker is a bit of a loose cannon and that, you know, he's only in it for himself, not, not in it for the team. So Elias needed to do the thing that was best and, and walk away. Well, obviously, Jackson Riker didn't like that too much because he came in with a new look, cut his, his long hair off, so he went back to his TNA days um, and just beat the ever-living snot out of Elias um, before their scheduled matchup. And during the match, it continued the same way, and Riker ended up getting the victory via countout because Elias decided to run away yet again. <laughs> After that, we had a contract signing. And we all know what happens normally at contract signings. Although lately, lately they've been they've they've behaved, and I don't know how much I like that, to be honest with you. So Drew McIntyre 
Bobby Lashley showing up fashionably late with his new party of ladies all come to the ring with MVP. And we have to add some stipulations to this match, which I'm okay with. On Bobby's side, the almighty WWE champion stated, or rather demanded, that this would be the last time that Drew McIntyre ever gets a championship match against Lashley while he's champion. Which is good because that means this feud is now officially over come Hell in a Cell. However, Drew stated that that's all good and fine. But he wants this in a Hell in a Cell match. So ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves our first Hell in a Cell match for the pay-per-view next Sunday. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, WWE Championship. If Drew loses, he can no longer challenge for the title with Lashley as champion. And if Drew wins, it's pretty much over. So we'll see what happens. So everything was uh, pretty good. Both champion and challenger signed the paperwork. And Lashley was ready to leave. And Drew McIntyre went all John Denver on the table. Had his giant sword with him. and. Literally chopped the table in half with said sword. And and what does Bobby do? He doesn't back away and get out of the ring. No, no. He stands there and exposes his entire body while raising his WWE championship. Right. That's exactly what you do in front of a crazed Scottish psychopath with a giant sword. Sure. That's smart. That makes sense. Oh, wait. It's raw. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on. We had ourselves a number one contendership match for the United States title between Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo with Sheamus at ringside and the poor man having a broken nose. And they showed the moment when he was hit and he noticed and he, he, he saw his own, he heard probably his own face exploding, and you could see it. And Berto goes in for a forearm, hits him square in the nose, and you just see Seamus's nose kind of like shatter. And I'm just like, oh my god, it was pretty, it was pretty rough to see in slow mo. So he already had emergency surgery. He already has his nose realigned. He's wearing the. Cody Rhodes-esque slash Trish Stratus mask. And the poor man can't laugh. He can't even speak really properly. It's it was it was rather unfortunate, but not relinquish not relinquish, relinquishing the title. I can't really speak, guys. It's all right. Words are difficult. It's just what happens. So <laughs> the match itself was pretty ridiculous, as I kind of expected it would be. But unfortunately, this match ends in a double countout because Ricochet did this ridiculous standing shooting or standing Spanish fly from the apron. Both landed on the floor, couldn't make it back to the ring 
at the 10 count. If this was, you know, New Japan rules, Ricochet would have made it in at the 11 count, and he would have been fine. But unfortunately, that's not how this works. So both men are counted out. Sheamus tried to laugh his way out of the ring, but clearly had some difficulties because of his nose. So we move on. Now, in the back beforehand, we talked about the women's tag match that was supposed to happen with Charlotte and Rhea versus Nikki Cross and a partner of her choosing. Well, Nikki found herself a partner. Not only is it one hell of a partner, it's a former Raw Women's Champion in her own right, the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. So that will be your match for later in the evening. Boy, that was a fun one. But before that, we got two big bits of news. One in the way of a you know a backstage segment promo, and another in a return of sorts. MVP stopped Kofi while they're in the back. Kofi was about to go into the due date locker room with Woods and. MVP, I believe, at least from the way I kind of took it, trying to use some reverse psychology on Kofi to maybe bring him into the hurt business. Because, yes, I understand while Cedric and Shelton were removed from the hurt business, the hurt business is not dead. It's just Bobby Lashley and MVP. So they're looking to expand. I've also heard rumors that he might possibly be going after the Street Profits. Who knows? The WWE draft is returning as well. Uh, will be happening at the end of August and the early, uh, early of September. Uh, that will be the last Raw of August and the first SmackDown of September. So... It'll be right after, like a month after they start going back on the road. So we'll see if everybody ends up on the same brand. Maybe Woods goes to SmackDown, leaves Kofi by himself on Raw. Maybe the Street Profits get traded over to Raw. Or maybe Lashley and MVP, along with Kofi, get traded to SmackDown. Who knows? I have a feeling, as much as I'd love for New Day to become back together as one, I have a feeling that the duo over on Raw isn't going to last for too much longer. I have a feeling that they're going to do the switch and they're going to have, you know, either Woods by himself or Big E will get traded to Raw, Kofi to SmackDown, and we'll see. Just speculating, just fantasy booking, because, you know, that's what we like to do here. But my second bit of news is that the evolution is finally arriving. We've seen her vignettes for the past few weeks, much to the chagrin to some people on the Internet, and much to the adulation and, and pure joy from the other side. Me, I've been kind of in the middle I've uh, I never fully understood the the hate that Eva Marie got in her first stint 
Um, yes, I understand. She wasn't the best wrestler. And for a short period of time, she didn't really seem like she cared to improve. But then she worked her butt off and she started to improve and started to get better. And then all of a sudden she decided to leave. She left, did her own thing for a while, and now she's back. Next week, she arrives on Raw and begins begins helping. Now, whether she'll come alone, I've heard rumors that she's going to have some muscle with her. Not sure who that'll be. I've heard Piper Niven's name mentioned, and if that's the case, I think that would be spectacular. Um, it would definitely help bring more women to the main roster. Um, and Piper Niven's no joke. So we'll see what happens next week. After that, we had a singles match between Jeff Hardy and Cedric Alexander. Another great match with Jeff Hardy actually picking up the victory. So Cedric's been a lot of up and down, up and down, up and down. Actually, Jeff has as well. So I'm assuming this is probably not the last we've seen of this. So we'll see what happens next week. We also had another segment in the back between Ali and and Mansoor um, talking about Mansoor's match later in the evening versus Drew Gulak and Ali telling Mansoor that Drew will do anything to win, that he'll cheat, that you know he'll grab tights, he'll do all these things to win. And it's funny because I, uh, as I was tweeting uh, during the show, Drew had a, a great comeback. How dare you! I always follow the rules, and etc., etc., etc. So I really am liking this Ali Mansoor backstage stuff that they're starting to do. A, it gets them both on the show. B, Mansoor had a match, his second one on on Raw. And C, it gets more eyes on more wrestlers that deserve to be on the show. So you love to see. After that, we had that women's tag action that I mentioned earlier, Nikki Cross with Asuka taking on Charlotte Maria. It was <laughs> it was a fun match. Um, you could tell from the very beginning that Rhea and Charlotte were going to duke it out at some point. And sure enough, the end of this match, the two ladies got into it. Charlotte got the upper hand. And then Nikki Cross pins the champ. Gets the win. So... Nikki Cross now has won three weeks in a row. And this time in a legitimate match and actually pins the champion. So if Rhea is able to get by Charlotte, Nikki Cross should get her title shot. I'm telling you, I swear to God, if they don't give her a shot after this, travesty. After that, it was the Mansoor versus Drew Gulak match, and it was a good match. Nice to see them get a few minutes on the show. And with all the huffing and puffing that Drew said online, what does he do at the end of the match? He tries to grab the tights. 
Mansoor was able to counter it and actually pin Drew Gulak himself. So Ali might be onto something. So we'll see what happens with this budding mentorship, I guess we'll call it at this point. After that, we had ourselves another golden RK bro segment in the back. Um, I, I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying those two together. It really is fun. Randy starts off by giving Riddle his key back because earlier in the night he took it from him, put it in his boot. And then, of course, with continuity, Randy takes it out of his boot, gives it back to, to Riddle. Riddle then opens, you know, zips open his mouth and he has this huge exhale. <laughs> like he's been holding his breath for, for hours. It's, it's just, it, that's, the, that's the type of comedic relief that is good for TV. You know, not the poop jokes, not the, the stupid shit. But this, well, it could be considered stupid to some people, and I did see a bunch of people really hating on this whole thing. And they're just, I don't know if they just don't like fun or, or what. I don't know. But Randy eventually takes the key back because we're just kept going on and on about Burger King and stopping at every state for Burger King. And yeah. So <laughs> uh, Riddle then had himself a singles match versus Kofi. And Riddle had asked Randy if he was going to go out to the ring with him. And Riddle and uh, Randy's like, I'm not sure yet. So Kofi comes out, obviously Woods by his side. And Riddle comes out looking back at the rampway like a lost, like a puppy. A lost puppy just kind of looking for, looking for his master. It's... <laughs> It was kind of adorable. Um, but the match gets going. Riddle starts getting an advantage, and then Woods start play, starts playing Francesca too. Distracts. Kofi starts getting, you know, the advantage, and then all of a sudden we hear some voices in our head. And Randy comes down to the ring to help out Riddle. Of course, he gets cut off at the pass by Kofi. They end up having... A nice little brawl on the outside. And while that's happening in the ring, Kofi gets caught in between the ropes by Riddle. And Riddle ends up doing <laughs> Randy's DDT from the middle rope. Randy literally pops when this happens and slamming his hands on the, the apron, telling him to finish him off. But Riddle's trying a little too hard, trying to, you know, mimic Randy with his RKO. He tries to go for it. Kofi able to get out of it, hits Trouble in Paradise, and gets the win, much to the dismay of the Viper. So Riddle's trying. We tried a little too hard, and unfortunately, it came back to bite him. And, and that ended our normal edition of Raw. <laughs> we now take a step into the unknown, <laughs> into the supernatural. It's a little Twilight zone -y. 
I, I wish, I wish I remembered the intro that, that they used to do for that show because it would fit perfectly here. So Alexis Playground was ending the show tonight um, with special guest Shayna Baszler after what had happened last week. So Shayna comes out to the ring without being introduced as Miss Bliss and Lily are chatting with the WWE Universe. Um, Shayna comes out, kind of starts destroying the playground a little bit before sitting down. And the only thing that Miss Bliss wanted was she wanted Shayna to apologize to Lily for what had happened last week. And Shayna being, you know, the badass that she is, kind of chuckles and laughs it off. But rips Lily from Alexa's hands. Looks at it. Says, I'm sorry, Lily. I'm sorry you're just a stupid doll. And of course, this makes Miss Bliss incredibly angry. She strikes Shayna. They start fighting a little bit, and Alexa gets thrown out of the ring. Shayna then walks over to Lily as Alexa's trying to get back in to the ring. Has uh, Shayna has a foot on Lily on Lily's chest, and Alexa's kind of standing, you know, with her hands on the ropes, ready to come in. But she has this kind of a scared look on her face, and then. Well, Shanna makes a big mistake. <laughs> she stomps on Lily's face and then gets out of the ring as Alexa gets back in and picks up Lily. But unfortunately, when she does that, this is where things really get interesting. The lights start to flicker. The music starts to play at an even more warped rate. And Shane is slowly backing up the ramp and she gets about halfway, and then, bam, here's the cane pyro one more time. And then she moves back up a little bit farther. Bang, 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 more, more pyro. And then all of a sudden she gets to the top, and then all the pyro goes off. I'm like, this was a lot of fire. And my goodness. She had to freaks out and try to starts, you know, escaping to the back. So she gets to the back, and... Unfortunately, everything begins to flicker back there. Things are starting to fall from high places, almost hitting Shayna every single time. And then Shayna, able to get herself into a room, locks it, puts like a couch and a, a love seat and everything in front of the door. And then turns around and sees a mirror that's kind of just sitting there. Looking, in, looking into the mirror, and you can see Lily in the back. So I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God. What are they doing? They're trying to incorporate some horror into this. Okay. So Shane is like, no, no, it's just a doll. It's just a doll. I got some real big um, Chucky vibes out of this whole segment, which I'm, I wonder, I'm assuming that's probably what they were trying to go for, so they succeeded in that aspect. So Shayna does like a double take at the mirror and looks behind her, but there's nothing there. She looks back in the mirror. Lily's right there. 
Shada gets so frustrated. She kicks out the mirror. And the mirror's all, like, the frame is gone, but the mirror's still there on the wall. It's all shattered. And you can still see, like, bits and pieces of Lily just kind of staring into the thing. And Shane is just kind of screaming at the mirror. And then lights go out. And then the last thing we hear before the show goes is just a scream from Shayna. Well, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, it's definitely different than anything that The Fiend has done. Um... Me not honestly being a big horror genre fan, I thought it looked awesome, but I don't, I don't resonate with it because I'm not, like I said, not a big horror film person. So it is what it is. So I thought it was a very interesting way to end the show. Uh, I'm I'm very interested to see what happens next. I don't think we'll see Shayna for a while, but if we do, she might be one of Alexa's puppets at this point. We'll see. Could be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, that's that was Raw. Um, like a, a very, very interesting show. Uh, I did enjoy it. I, I, would, I would probably give it its best mark in a while. I'd probably give it an 85, a solid B. Um so I look forward to, I actually am looking forward to next week uh, to see what, what happens. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram as Bedlam Media. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty G Stream. And you can find this podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform out there. If it's not on a platform that you use let us know we'll add ourselves to it and if you can if you do follow us you do listen to us please you know leave a rating you know leave a a comment tell us what you like what you don't like what you what you think we're doing well what you think we're doing bad you know give us some some constructive criticism and uh we'll do our best to to improve because that's what we're always trying to do we're always trying to improve. We're always trying to bring you the best stuff that we can do. And we appreciate you guys listening. Honestly, without you guys, we wouldn't know where we'd be. So once again, thank you guys. Hope you all have a wonderful week. We will see you on Friday for the SmackDown study. Remember, because of AEW Dynamite being on Fridays for the foreseeable future because of the NBA playoffs. The Above the Ring podcast will not come out until Sunday morning. This will most likely happen until AEW goes back on the road when their shows premiere back on Wednesday. So once again, my name is Scott. I am the man behind the Twitter of Bethany Media. I appreciate you all for listening. Like I said, have a wonderful week. Most importantly, though, please don't forget to join the Bedlam. Thank you, and good night.
Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.